daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. And as you know, we are all about funding women. And today we have on an extraordinary guest. Not only is she the general partner and co-founder of the Artemis Fund, but she's also the uh, managing partner at the Houston Angel Group. Welcome to the show. Stephanie Campbell. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? Hi, Catherine. Uh, I'm doing great. Really excited to be here today. Thank you. You know, um, I love your story because um, I think it inspires all women to understand that there's no barrier to entry to getting in this investment world. I mean, here you were, grew up in Alabama, the daughter of a single mom, and look where you've come to be, you know, heading up this angel group and, and being one of the few female founders of, of a fund. And I want to talk about that, how, uh, how you made that leap. And uh, let's, so let's get started with that. So you grew up in Alabama. That's right, Catherine. I, I was born and raised in Mobile, Alabama, uh, where the original Mardi Gras uh, comes from. I know it's Mardi Gras time. Everyone's excited about New Orleans, but the original one is from Mobile. I love to tell oh, that I story. did not know that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> More family friendly, a uh, little less uh, large, but still wonderful yeah. time. Yeah, cool. Um, and so you grew up uh, with a single mom. Yeah. That's right. I'm the oldest daughter um, of three daughters. Um, and I would say, you know, watching her, you know, make ends meet, uh, you know, just the resilience and uh, ability to turn something out of absolutely nothing is probably um, and the village of people around me, uh, you know, from aunts to grandparents that helped support me along the way. Um you know, that was a big influence on, I think, my entrepreneurial spirit, uh, for sure. You know, it's so funny because I really have found that a lot of women I talk to that are really successful have come from a, a single mom home. And uh, I do think it's what you just said, you know, witnessing that resilience is something that it, it gets instilled in the children. Um, and so... Um, after growing up there, I understand you went to college to um, then go on to Washington, D.C. Um, to be in that political arena uh, of lobbying. So tell me about that. Was that some, like was that something you always wanted to do? That's right, Catherine. Um, I had a grandfather who ran for local office, was a constable in, in Mobile, Alabama. So I was always inspired by public service. Uh, really following in his footsteps in that way. Um, so I always thought I wanted to be a member of Congress. And so I got a political science degree from Spring Hill College, which is a Jesuit school in Mobile, Alabama. Um, I got a scholarship to go there. Um, 
after graduation, I saved up my money and moved to D.C. In fact, all my stuff in my car. Uh, moved to D.C. and worked for a member of Congress from California. I took my resume around to just about every office on Capitol Hill, and they called me back. Uh, the chairman of the Armed Services Committee at the time, I got an internship at his office, and I was there for almost a year, and then went to work for a lobbying firm that represented mostly ports um, around the country, uh, a, a law firm with a lobbying office called Jones Walker, and then um, spent some time there as an executive assistant to a lobbyist, and then jumped to a lobbying firm where I spent five years advocating mostly um, for cities and counties in Southern California. I'm not from California, but I learned a lot really fast. Represented San Bernardino County, Orange County, the LA Metro, uh, several private transportation infrastructure companies, um, and working with counties and cities, I did a range of issues from Head Start to public housing, worked on the ACA, um, and some uh, CFPB related issues as, as well. So I learned a whole lot really fast, really enjoyed um, being an advocate for cities and counties and some of the most underrepresented people in the US and some of, you know, it was, it was really amazing, but um, decided I wanted to do more than just be an advocate. And that's what, um, I had some advisors suggest business school. And so that's what prompted me to go to business school. But right, so after business school is when you really kind of got into the world of hedge funds and investments and whatnot, right? That's right. I um, I moved to Houston from D.C. and um, I got I, I got a, a great scholarship to go to Rice University. They were in, they recruited me there, and um, that's where I fell in love with venture capital. Um, there are a couple of paths when you first start in business school. You're either going into iBanking consulting, um, or you find an entrepreneurial path. And I decided to take an internship with the Houston Angel Network, and um, got to lead their life sciences committee, learning about how to screen deals, uh, source deals. And um, really, really enjoyed that experience and continue volunteering my time uh, through business school. They made me part-time um, director of operations. So I was working on our process around due diligence, how to make the group more professional. And, um, and then after business school, I spent some time as an executive recruiter placing top talent for Fortune 500 companies. And the opportunity came um, to become managing director of the Houston Angel Network, and I took that opportunity. Um, I helped grow the group. Um, yeah, I saw you uh, grow it like 200%, yeah. you know, and I'm a big advocate every week on this program talking about how more women need to become angel investors. So I love that you grew that angel investment group uh, by nearly 200%. I mean, that's amazing. And I take it with a lot of women. That's right. When I first came in, we had four women, including uh, actually two of my partners in the, in the Artemis Fund. And uh, we now have over 30 uh, female members and uh, really proud of the fact that we, we, we mostly uh, the, the, the highest growth was in female membership. I love that. Now, how many members are in that group? We have 130 members. 130 and 30 are women. So, you know, mm -hmm. we're still on a trajectory to try to you know, es you know, accelerate that, right? I mean, that that's, I really feel like that's what I want to say to every group that I have an opportunity to talk to that every woman should be, who can be, should be an angel investor. Um, and 
even if they aren't an accredited investor and can't be, they could still be doing, you know, crowdfunding or something to help other women. But um, this angel investment group um, is something that people need to make themselves aware that they exist like all over the country in just about every city. Anyone can go and learn what it's about. So there's a lot of successful women out there that are not participating in this. And they should be not only because it's a, a, a great lucrative investment opportunity, but also as their legacy to help other women. So I definitely want to talk about that, like what your angel group is investing in and the exciting news that you and these other two women started the Artemis Fund, which is one of many new female founded funds that are popping up because we all know women are so underfunded in venture capital. And we, in order to change that, there needs to be more women decision makers. So I just love what you're doing. Let's talk first about the Artemis Fund, why you started it, when you started it, and what you guys invest in or what you ladies invest in. Yeah, so we started the fund in 2019, and uh, I met my co-founder, both of my co-founders, um, in 2015 when I moved to Houston. Um, Diana Murakovskaya um, is one of my co-founders, and I met her during a hackathon that she threw in Houston for female engineers and female business students, um, hosted by, um, judged by the mayor and um, a, a leading venture capitalist locally for Chevron. Um, and a series A female founder. And I always like to joke, uh, I didn't win the hackathon, but I won uh, the prize of getting to meet my co-founder. Um, and she's amazing. So I got really engaged with her. She had an accelerator previously in New York. She was a Ukrainian immigrant, grew up in Brooklyn, spent a decade on Wall Street, and then started a company um, that morphed into an accelerator for female founders. It's one of the first uh, national virtual accelerators for female founders. She and what was the name of that? It was called Monarch. Wow. And um, she collectively helped uh, over 30 women raise $15 million, sold it to Female Founders Alliance in Seattle when we started the fund. And um, so we got to talking. I got to know her over a few years. And we were at a, a holiday party for the Houston Angel Network. And I was getting very involved in the Houston startup ecosystem, uh, which is really nascent and starting to grow. Um, and I said, hey, this from, you know, as someone from out of out of town, you know, from New York, what's missing in Houston as we're trying to build this ecosystem? And she was like, where are all the women? Where are all the female founders? Where are all the female investors? I'm used to a much more robust community in New York. And I was like, this is something I want to help you with. And we got uh, started um, hosting dinners mostly to bring uh, female investors, potential investors together. We had a really close friend um, from an investment bank, uh, an alumni of Rice University, bring her clientele. Um, and host these dinners. And we just started asking, why don't you invest? Educating women about the asset class of venture capital. And mostly what we heard was, no one's ever asked me. Um, my husband does it all the time, but no one's ever asked me. And I'm pretty sure I could do it better. Uh, and, uh, and they just hadn't had enough education about the asset class. And so um, we thought, we really think we're the right team to do this in a non-consensus market and really um, move the needle for female founders. At the angel level, but also even further um, at the VC level. Um, so that's how we got started. We met our um, co-founder Leslie in the process. Um, she is has a 30-year legal career. She was at uh, top firms like V&E, uh, at Waste Management, and General Counsel of the Division of Fisher Scientific. And she was an avid angel investor. She's in 70 deals, 12 funds. 
uh, and uh, she was, we, we initially asked her to invest and she said, I'm on, you know, I'm on, I'm in 12 funds. I'm, I'm the only woman who ever gets asked to be on the investment committee. Like I'm sure they could find other women. Uh, I want to change this. I'm always, you know, driving my angel groups that, that she's in to, you know, invite more women, push them to the top. And uh, she said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do this with you full time. And so we brought her on and Wow. Um, I mean, the three of you, I mean, what a powerhouse team. You each bring something so valuable to the table to create a successful fund. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we we have an engineer, an MBA and a lawyer. We think about things. Yeah. Totally different, which is which is really powerful. Very. So um, what type of things does Artemis Fund invest in and what is the correlation with your um, uh, Houston Angel Network, does the Houston Angel Network invest in Artemis Fund, and and what does Artemis Fund invest in? We do have some crossover. We do have some members from the Houston Angel Network that are investors in the Artemis Fund. An Angel Network, unlike a venture fund, um, the angels make their decisions on their own. Um, it, it's much different. It's smaller checks. Um, it's uh, you do your own diligence. They're, the group may facilitate diligence, but they're typically not making investment decisions. Han, for example, is a nonprofit. So we are not making investment decisions. We don't charge entrepreneurs to pitch. We're just looking to create a community where the best entrepreneurs have an opportunity to pitch to investors, looking to give some of that earliest, earliest launch round capital. Right. Um, so that's that's your uh, Houston Angels network where entrepreneurs correct. that are listening could come in and pitch to your group of angel investors and each on an individual basis, they decide if they're going to get behind them. And it's typically like seed money or something like that where the Artemis fund explain how that works. We're a pulled uh, vehicle. So it means uh, and LPs limited partners invest in our fund and we uh, pull the capital and make investments based on an investment thesis into, into companies. Uh, Artemis Fund, we specialize um, in fintech, e-commerce technology, and care tech. Our thesis is all around diversifying and modernizing wealth, the way you make money, the way you grow your money, and the way you uh, free up your time uh, to be able to stay in the workforce and reach your full financial potential. Um, And so we lead seed rounds. So typically $2 million rounds, $2 to $3 million rounds, um, where we write a check, set the term, sit on the board, uh, get heavily involved in helping the company professionalize, uh, bring in really strong advisors to help uh, help them scale. Uh, we do, we've done everything from help them with uh, build financial models to recruit talent. Uh, we really believe in being a value add venture fund. Um, but so it's not just about the, the money. You guys get behind them with helping with who's on their staff and how they operate and how they use their money and uh, Mm -hmm. really help them because most, let's face it, most entrepreneurs have a great idea and they really know and do well what they love and what they're good at, but the rest of it, uh, not so much. And so getting involved with the fund like this now is helpful in that way, growing connections, having mentors. Um, At what stage could someone in one of those verticals, apply to the Artemis Fund? So we're looking for companies at the pre-seed and seed stage. Um, at the pre-seed stage, you may have an idea, you're on the cusp of launching your product. That's when we really want to get to know you. Um, we typically invest 
we like to get to know companies early at the seed stage. You've launched your product. You've got early customer proof. Could be a couple of customers, repeat customers. And that's where Artemis um, usually comes in at the seed stage. That's very exciting opportunity. And um, let's talk about some success stories. You had shared with me one that was uh, featured in Forbes. Uh, Sophie, let's talk about Sophie and her business that you all got behind what you did, what her business is about and where it's at now. Yeah. Before we go to Sophie, though, we had some pretty exciting uh, activity this weekend at the Super Bowl. Um, Two of our partners were engaged with Mary J. Blige. Uh, The hair, the beautiful blonde hair that she wore, that was provided by Upgrade Boutique, which is one of our investments in Houston. And and then as soon as she stepped on the stage, uh, her outfit um, and uh, the outfits of her dancers were available uh, as digital collections on DressX. Uh, in partnership with her designer and they they dropped on crypto.com yesterday as well um so super exciting we got some of the the cheapest uh, super bowl commercials in history wow uh, that's amazing uh, it was really cool really cool both of them are doing fantastic uh, so uh, which Sophie, one is uh, your client is it crypto.com or DressX or both or DressX. Mm-hmm. dress x okay cool we'll have to clothing. check that out you should yeah they're growing super fast and they make a huge impact. Uh, you know, one out of nine um, individuals buy a piece of clothing just for social media and then discard it or um, return it. And so if you could really decide which products get made based on demand, um, you could save a lot of uh, waste. So really proud of, you know, DressX is both a sustainable, uh, highly scalable company and, uh, you know, doing great things for the planet. Very cool. And what category do they fall in, in the verticals that you uh, focus on? They said they're really at the intersection of fintech and e-commerce tech. So uh, thinking about, you know, e-commerce, retail tech, the future of the way we consume things. And on the back end on fintech, it's, you know, thinking about how the creator economy can help monetize their, their, um, their works. Um, they provide, they have, they have, um, partnerships with big brands like Fendi. Um, they just launched one with H&M and they're also allowing up and coming artists to reach more people through digital clothing. Very cool. Okay. So Sophie featured in Forbes. I thought hers was a cool business idea. I know it really took off because of COVID. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Sophie is an amazing, resilient founder. I'm on the board of GoodFind, which is the name of her company. What GoodFind does, it's the it's a marketplace and payment um, platform for food trucks. So a food truck um, can take both walk-up orders, pre-orders um, um, on the platform. So they have a, a contactless payment system and a POS. Um, she's in D.C., Atlanta, and Houston right now. In addition to the payment and the, the, the business tools that she provides to the food trucks, she also provides um, both residential and commercial spaces access to this, these food trucks. Food trucks are the most um, diverse and fastest growing segment of the restaurant industry. And during COVID, people are not going to restaurants. It's a great way to stay in business. And they, they did incredibly well. They forexed their revenue in the last year, um, all while building new products. This is just an amazing team. Um, but uh, they have clients like American University, um, the Navy Yard in DC, um, Comcast, Northrop Grumman. So these 
corporates will book food trucks to come. And so the food truck is also um, um, has revenue generating opportunities by um, being matched based on their availability, the type of food that the, um, the corporate wants to book. And then uh, food truck, uh, Good Find takes a, a piece of that transaction and the food truck gets a free place to park um, and just more, more um, exposure and opportunities to generate revenue. Um, so this is an app Good Find that, are three times higher. This is an app that someone can download? It is an app that you can download on the consumer side as well. So if you want to find a food truck, pre-order, and then it says, hey, your order's ready, you can go and pick it up without waiting in line. So it's called Good Finds? Good find, F-Y-N-D. F-Y-N-D. Cool. So you could download that app and find a food truck in your area or be a corporation and, and bring a food truck in for an event or whatever. Meanwhile, it also is utilized to help them to facilitate inventory and orders and just uh, fine tune their business. I'm sure food trucks before this came along didn't have, you know, the proper software to coordinate everything uh, based on my conversation. You and I talked about this. Um, so it what, a, what an extraordinary product. I think that was a cool one for you guys to get behind. Yeah, oh, they're doing amazing. And it's an amazing impact on the community too, because, you know, quite a bit of food truck owners are, um, they're immigrant populations, they're diverse populations. Um, and, um this is a great way to bring on uh, community leaders into the financial system uh, where before they didn't have maybe the ability to demonstrate uh, their ability to be underwritten for loans or insurance or, um, you know, to scale their business. And so having these business tools and these payment options really creates a lot of value for this community um, and for an overlooked segment of the restaurant industry. And let's talk about what the Artemis Fund is focused on funding. You're focused on funding women and it has to be a female founder or co-founder. Female founder or co-founder. How fantastic is that? Um, and if someone wanted to invest in the Artemis Fund because it's an opportunity to get in on the ground floor of a company, which is why people often tend to make four times, 10 times, 25 times, 50 times their money that they could never make in the stock market because they're in on the ground floor, how could they reach you all? It, it would be the artemisfund.co. Dot com. Oh, dot com. Okay. I had down CO. Must have cut off. Uh, okay. So yeah. dot com. Okay, great. The artemisfund.com. And um, do you have both female and male investors? Half of our uh, investors are women, which is actually a pretty high percentage for that a That is a high percentage. Uh, That's fantastic. Half women, half men. We also have um, a bank, uh, some foundations, um, and corporates like Carta Ventures and Wilson Cincinnati, the law firm, are also investors in the fund. Oh, amazing. Well, I just love the work you're doing. You know, there's more and more female-founded funds popping up. It is going to be the answer to accelerating funding for women in the venture capital world, because people tend to invest in people they identify with. So if we have more female decision makers, it absolutely will make a difference. So I really applaud you on the work you and your founders are doing. Um, and if somebody wanted to also join um, the Houston Angel Network to kind of step in and start to learn about this world, um, how would they find them? 
Yeah, it's a great opportunity to um, to educate yourself about the world of, of angel investing. And it's HoustonAngelNetwork.org. HoustonAngelNetwork.org. And you don't have to live in Texas or Houston to belong to be, invest in either of those entities. That's right. Um, and in fact, we with HoustonAngelNetwork.org, we went completely hybrid, which is actually a benefit uh, for those who they can't meet the they can't make the pitch meeting or they. Um, you know, they want to do it in their pajamas. Uh, we have the option to log in via Zoom now. So. Yeah, that is great. I mean, definitely some silver linings from this whole situation we've been through. Um, how do we, can we find you on social media? Can we find the Artemis Fund there, the Houston Angel Network? Can we find those on social? Yep, we're on LinkedIn and Twitter. Beautiful. Okay, great. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge. And um, what advice do you have to a woman who um, might like yourself have grown up in a situation where you don't have the advantages perhaps of wealth, but you can take that path to get yourself into that investment world like you do. What's your advice to women that think that they would like to take that leap? I think it's all about education, Catherine. Um, at every step, um, I took the opportunity um, to take an internship um, or, um, you know, read a book, educate myself in any way I could, sometimes in the cheapest ways I could, um, because I think it's all about uh, knowledge and that's readily available these days. There's so many opportunities to get engaged online. Um, I'll do a plug for, um, there's a female angel group to vitalize angels that our analysts recently joined. Uh, and, and there's more and more popping up all the time. I know you have one. I encourage you to enjoy to join Chi Angels. I mean, I just think it's, you got to get started and find a community that you can learn from. Right, right. We just launched an e-course called uh, Six Ways to Fund Your Business on our uh, sheangelinvestors.com site. Uh-huh. Exactly like you said, putting it in lay terms, making it simple to understand for female founders, because funding is the number one thing they need to succeed. And then with funding often comes connections and mentorship, which are just as important. So uh, thank you for the work that you're doing. We're going to keep following you and uh, really appreciate having this conversation with you today. Um, Everyone, of course, remember to follow us, uh, She Angel Investors on social. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Remember to invest in her and make it a great week, everybody. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.